Ramacast, the Ramacoy Podcast. Ramacoy Podcast. Ladies and gentlemen, give it up for your host, Mr. James Anderson of the Ramacoy Ramacast. Well, hello and welcome to this week's edition of the Ramacast. Yes, this is the week five edition of the Ramacast. And what a special episode we have for you this week. On this week's episode, I speak to the one and only, the man without whom none of this would have been possible, Mr. Arthur Kessler. Arthur was the founding director of Camp Ramakoi and has been in camping for over 50 years. It's a fantastic achievement and Arthur is well regarded as an expert in the camping world. So I thought, what better to do this week than to dedicate a whole episode to speaking to Arthur. Yes, we have an extended interview with Mr. Kessler this week. And I think you'll take a lot from his anecdotes, tales he shares about his many years of camping, and all the fun he's had along the way. But before we get to Arthur, here's a great interview I did with a very special person. Carly, who works with Rama Gives Back as part of the Be Positive Foundation. So here we go. Here's Carly. I'm stood here next to a very special person here at Camp Ramakoi. Please, could you introduce yourself and tell us what you do here and what your role is at Camp Ramakoi? Hi, everyone. My name is Carly Bergstein. I'm the executive director for the Andrew McDonough Be Positive Foundation. I'm here today with Rama Gives Back to work with some of the kids, tell them a little bit about what we do at the Be Positive Foundation, which is fight childhood cancer through financial assistance and research grants. And we're here to have fun and support some kids. Carly, it's an honor to have you on the podcast, The Ramacast, and it's amazing to hear about all of the tremendous work you've been doing, giving so much back to the communities and the people that you work with. I saw you in action earlier, working with a young group on Girls' Side, but could you tell the listeners out there just what it is that you have the campus do, the activities that you run here at camp? Sure. So today, we are introducing some of the kids at Camp Ramakoy to some of what we call Be Positive Heroes, which are kids who have cancer or who have had cancer, and the campers are working together to write notes and draw pictures for them to lift their spirits. And the older campers have been working together to write songs for the kids to encourage them and to have fun. It's amazing to hear about all of the work that you do, Carly, and it seemed to me that the campers earlier on were getting a lot out of the whole experience. It must be a very rewarding experience for yourself, too. Could you explain how you came to be involved in Rama Gives Back? Totally. I am having a great time here with the campers. They've been amazing. I'm a lifelong camper myself. Grew up at a camp in the area and know a lot of people who work here at Ramakoi who very nicely invited me to come and share our Be Positive mission, share with the campers what some other kids go through and how we can support them. And it's been awesome to be back in camp all day out of my office not behind a desk and just having a great time here today amazing it's really cool to hear about your camping experience and history too i'm coming in here as a british guy my role is to explore the whole summer camp tradition which we don't really have too much in the uk uh, maybe because we have pretty terrible weather most of the time but it's so heartening and enriching to learn about all of the related experiences that people have had and the whole history of summer camp in general and particularly with regards to yourself and the work that you do it's so important and I think that speaks to, again, the ways in which summer camp, as much as it's about, you know, kids having fun over the summer, it's about so much more in the whole family and tradition and heritage of camp. 
Could you speak about the significance of camp to yourself? Totally. I say all the time I am who I am because of my camping experience. Growing up at camp gave me a place to just have fun, to develop myself as a person, to develop myself as a leader, to just be exactly who I am. And that's what I've always loved about camp. And being here on the grounds of Ramapoi brings me right back to my camping days, which were so special to me. It feels like home again, and it's great to be here. Amazing. Carly, for people listening in, how can people help with regards to Rama Gives Back? Sure. Well, today we're talking about the Be Positive Foundation. So if you're interested in learning more about who we are, or what we do, or supporting the kids that we help, you can go to bepositive.org and check us out there. It's great. It's been amazing to speak to you today, Carly. I really appreciate your time. Do you have a message for the people out there, the people of Ramacore 2023? Just keep having fun. It goes too fast. Savor every minute and have the best time. And last question for me, do you have any shout outs you want to make real quick? Oh, I mean, there's so many people here. I would be remiss if I didn't talk about Joel, who brought me into the camping world all those years ago, and Jared Gelb, and there's just so many people. My nephews go here, Ethan and Noah, and, and it's great to be here with everyone. You're the best, Carly. Thank you so much. Thank have you. a great day and have a great summer. You too. Thank you well, so much. Well, that was a fantastic interview I had with Carly there this past week, and I'd strongly encourage all of the listeners out there to check out the Be Positive Foundation and also to donate and support the cause which Carly discussed there in that interview. Now, here we have the extended interview this week for this special edition of the podcast. It's a conversation I had with Mr. Arthur Kessler about the history of summer camp, his own legacy as an expert in camping, and of course... His thoughts about the current directors of camp. So, if you want to hear what Arthur has to say, then please do stay tuned to this interview for many great insights to come. Here's Arthur! Here we are once again at Camp Ramakoi. James Anderson here, and it's my absolute pleasure to be speaking to the man without whom I think none of this would have been possible. The man whose vision it was for Ramakoi to be here in its current form. Mr. Arthur Kessler, how are you today, sir? I'm very, very well, thank you. I'm visiting Ramakoi today and just enjoying everything. The children, the staff, walking around, the activities, having a wonderful day at Camp Ramakoi. That's brilliant to hear, Arthur. As I said, thank you so much for your time. It really is appreciated. And it's great to hear that you're having a good summer so far. I was uh, here last year for the first time when we spoke then and it was it was great to meet and it's, it's an honor to be back once again here at Ramakoi. But I think the listeners will be interested to hear about your experience of Camp Ramakoi, the history of the place, and also celebrating 101 years at Ramakoi this year. Could you reflect on the journey of Camp Ramakoi, how it started, and how it became the camp it is today? Sure. In 1922, it was owned by the uh, Boy Scouts of America, and they decided to run a summer camp, overnight summer camp, here on the grounds. They were mostly tents. The only building was the dining room. Everything else was out outdoors, slept in tents, and it was a very successful and very happy time for the, the Boy Scouts. And then in 1944, the Boy Scouts sold it to two individuals from Westchester County, and they decided to run a private co-ed sleepaway camp starting in 1945. And uh, they built bunks, and they built a dining room, they built an indoor gym, and they built some nice outbuildings and turned it into a, a nice sleepaway camp with a beautiful lake in the middle. And and so the children came from the New York City area and the Westchester County area. And after a while, in the early 1970s, business of the sleepaway camp 
the owners of the camp just weren't doing well enough to keep it going, making money and trying to keep a place up. Enrollment started to drop mainly because it was too close to the city and parents were looking to get their children up into the mountains of Maine, New Hampshire, Vermont, etc. So in 1974, they decided to sell the camp and I was living that time right here in Pomona about two miles away and I got a call from a friend who worked in the camp as a sleepaway and they told me that it was being sold and I we my wife and I drove over to look at it and that night when we looked at it it was about eight o'clock it was still light out we fell in love with it we knew that this was a perfect site we also knew that it couldn't really be a good sleepaway camp as a sleepaway camp, it was just an okay facility, but as a day camp, it was just drop dead. So uh, we decided to turn it from an overnight camp to a day camp. And we had originally owned a sleepaway camp in upstate New York, and we sold that and we bought this. And uh, that was 50 years ago. And I'm sitting right here in the middle of the property, talking to you and watching the most wonderful day camp that you could possibly imagine for children. End of story. It's a fantastic story, and I really appreciate you going into detail about it. It's, it's it's so interesting to hear, particularly for myself as a as a British guy, you know, coming over here and exploring the whole summer camp tradition. And Ramakoi, of course, is one of the most respected summer camps, the day camps particularly, in the whole of the US. Awesome. I think a lot of that is down to your legacy itself. Could you speak to the listeners and maybe reflect on any highlights of your, your camping career? Sure. We started off uh, with a very small group of children. We, the camp did not have a reputation at all. So we decided that since we were overnight camp people, not knowing a lot about day camp, that we would run Ramakoi like we ran our sleepaway camp. The name of the camp, by the way, we owned before this overnight. was an overnight camp called Tunis Lake. It was in upstate New York in Delaware County. So we were very, very knowledgeable about sleepaway overnight camp, but not nothing about day. So we turned this into a day camp, but runs like a sleepaway. Separate camps for boys and girls, uniforms, bunks, lots of singing and dancing in the dining room things that uh, day camps never did before. And uh, all of this became successful, but not overnight. It took many years for parents to understand that their child was in an all boys camp versus co-ed, that they had to wear a uniform every day. And uh, it took a couple of years for the parents to understand why we do everything and why we required uniforms, because otherwise girls were dressing like they were going to a bar mitzvah in uh, New York City instead of coming to camp. But now when we look at them, they all look the same with the same uniforms. So we turned it into a day camp that's completed sleepaway. The lake was very positive. And uh, so over the years, it just became more successful and more popular and pa parents understanding who and what we are. And we, I was on this camp every single day. I never missed uh, in the 45 years that I was here full time. I don't think I missed one day of being at Ramatoy. And that's a success. And it's so successful now that, as I told you earlier, we have close to 300 families who are second generation, whose uh, children go to Ramakoi, and the parent also went to Ramakoi. And that's a big plus for me, not only to see all these children, but to see the parents who I haven't seen since they were much younger. So that's the story. It's running and it's running like a sleepaway camp. It's a brilliant story and it's a tremendous achievement, as you say, the 300 families there. And I think that certainly speaks to quite clearly the legacy of Ramakoi and what makes it such a special place. You reflected there on the changes of 
the camping tradition over the years, Arthur, and how you were able to bring those insights from sleepaway camp to day camp. But I wonder about the changes that you've seen in more recent years at Ramakoi and perhaps maybe the, the diversity of camp now as compared to when you first started out here at Ramakoi. Well, the diversity came basically from where we pick up children. When we first started camp for the first 15 or 20 years, we never picked a child up in Manhattan, New York City. And uh, all of a sudden we realized that it was a wonderful market for us and that the parents in Manhattan, most of them who have children, also they went to sleep away camp. So they would understand what this place is all about. And now it ends up that we have hundreds and hundreds of children coming from New York City, private schools, public schools, and this is a big deal for the parents to get their child away for the summer. The big problem, of course, is we only can pick up within a 30-mile radius of Ramakoi because it's of transportation. We don't want the children on a bus too long. So we're now also in Westchester County for the last 10 years. We got so many calls that they were looking for a camp that was more like the sleepaway where their child did not want to go to overnight camp, but they wanted a camp that can offer programs for teenagers. So we now have a teenage trip program. We now have teenagers up to 15 years old and Westchester County became very successful as well. Bergen County became the highlight of Ramaco. We picked up more children from Bergen than anywhere else. So we're all over the place. That's great to hear and it's very interesting for myself particularly in my role as the bus counselor picking up the kids in the morning from the city to hear about the history of that as you explain it Arthur. What I was particularly interested to ask you about especially since as I said as a British guy coming here and my role exploring camp and trying to learn more about it is the skills that the campers learn here at camp. Now I think for many people that have gone to camp they'll be aware of the qualities the attributes the skills the characteristics that camp encourages but what particularly does Ramakoi emphasize and what skills does it equip these campers with to go into their future careers and life journeys? Right. Well, basically, camping is considered an outdoor recreational program. That's the definition. So, of course, that's where it all starts on uh, being an outdoor program where we have all the athletics that you can imagine from tennis down to soccer to everything in between, including pickleball. So that's the sort of the core, but it's not all of it. Only uh, out of a seven period day, there are only two or three athletic periods. There are also a lot of cultural periods. We do a lot of woodworking here. We do a lot of artwork here. So a child who enjoys art more than uh, athletics has that ability to do that. And as they get a little bit older from second grade on, they can also choose one period, what they'd like to do. So if a child wants more art and more culture, they can do that. If a child wants more athletics, they can get an extra period of athletics. So that's the story on that end. The other end is learning to live with other children in a group situation without their parents around. And we think that's a very important part of camping where they learn to handle difficult problems. You know, a child not getting along with another child. How does a child solve that? Of course, with the help of a counselor, but how does he do it on his own as well? So learning to live in a group situation where they've never done that before, to me, is probably the key to a child developing. And that's how we try to develop by doing a lot of work within group dynamics. Fascinating to hear and myself, even though I've only been here at Ramakoi for a limited time, I have seen the changes in the children, particularly, and the confidence increasing over the summer, more sociable, outgoing, adventurous. And I think it's it's so rewarding to see and it must be particularly rewarding for you to have experienced multiple generations from the same family come through Ramakoi and go on to be part of the Ramakoi family. Sure. One of the most, you know, interesting things and in 
exciting things for us is to have a camper sometimes who was the most difficult. Couldn't handle it, was very upset with everything, was not a happy child and didn't enjoy camping and came anyhow. And all of a sudden it gets older, becomes one of our best counselors. So that's what you see. And you see a lot of it. I can tell you stories about children here who grew up with me and now is a division leader. So that's what we see. And that is a big plus, especially that we've owned it for so long. So we can see it. You can't see it in a year or two or three or four or five or 10, but you can see it the way we look at it, you know, being at Ramaclay almost 50 years. So that's the story about the group dynamics and growing up. Well said, absolutely. It's so clear to me that Ramakoi, of course, is a, a day camp, a summer camp, but it's so much more than that. It's a heritage, it's a tradition, and it's a family at the end of the day. You reflected earlier on the role of the, the boys here, as you affectionately call them, the directors of camp now. Could you maybe share some thoughts about the significance of Jared, Matt and Phil, what they bring to the camp, and you know, maybe the transition from yourself in the the most important role here to passing the torch on, as it were, to the boys? Very good question. Generally, in the camping industry as a whole, transitioning from one director who likely has been 30, 40 years, whatever, to another director or directors is a very difficult thing. Parents are very leery. They're not sure whether the camp will run the same. They don't know if it'll be as good without the director that they know for all these years. And transitioning to uh, new directors is one of the most difficult challenges I had as a camp owner director. So what luckily for me and was that I had three young men in the wings that had been working as division leaders, head counselors, side directors, etc. And they decided that they wanted to make camping their career. Uh, two were teachers, one was ready to work for Google. And uh, I sort of explained to them that they have a major future here. Uh, when Natalie and I stepped down a little bit. So the three of them total have spent 130 years at Ramaclay. So that's number one. Number two, when I hear them speak, it sounds like me talking and they know it. And the things that they say to the staff and the meetings that they run, it was like me speaking. They've attended so many meetings and watched me run the camp for so many years that it just wore on them. And they now sort of run the camp the way I ran it. And now, and even better now, they're doing things that are more creative and they're doing things that are more involved in the computers and getting the parents more involved and making more videos and becoming just better and better camp directors. But the core that they talk about and the core that makes Ramakoy so good, that has continued even though I'm not here. And I know it's true because this morning when I came in, I heard sentences and phrases from the three of them that were just like I was talking. It was amazing. So I know that it's in good hands. I know that it'll run as well, if not better, and I think better. Um, I'm not, you know, one more that I think that I'm the only one that could run a children's camp. They know how to run a children's camp very, very well very well. That's the transition for Ramakoy, which is one out of 30 happens like this. The other 29, it doesn't work well. And enrollment drops of the camp. And here you can see it's the exact opposite. Absolutely. And you know, myself speaking personally, the welcome that I received here is phenomenal. The hospitality is fantastic. And the support from all three of the directors here. And of course, I should give credit too to Susan and Jackie, part of the director team here at Ramakoy. All very special people, all very talented. And as you say, a great team, a strong team. I'm curious as to your own thoughts 
us about your own legacy. I know that you're, you're of course, a recognized expert in the camping world and a pioneer in many ways. Do you reflect on your own legacy in camping or is it something you just continue to feel rewarded by and continue to embrace? Well, I know that not only the reputation of Ramakoy, which is excellent, but the reputation of myself and my wife is also very strong. And every single camp director has been here. Day, day camp director for sure. And every day camp director knows me and knows how I run Ramakoy. I was on the board of directors of the American Camp Association. I was honored as a legend in camping with my wife. Only 14 camp directors in the history of camping have become legends of camping. And it, it was a major involvement and 800 people showed up at the uh, party for me and Senator Clinton came down and gave me the award. Uh, she was a senator at that time of New York. So I know that other camp directors know who I am, what I did, and what Ramakoy is. And that's how the legacy can stay. They all know me, so, and they all know uh, what we did here at Ramakoy. Absolutely. I think it speaks for itself and it's it's very inspiring to hear from yourself personally the whole journey. Also, before we wrap up here, I just wondered if you had a, a message to the to the people of Ramakoy this summer, the campers, the counselors and the, the rest of the staff here at Camp Ramakoy. Sure. Uh, number one, I'm delighted to hear such wonderful things about the program, the improvement of the staff from 2022 to 2023, to the new division leaders, young, but I understand they're just doing a wonderful job. I hear about the boys camp being more under control than it's ever been. So these are all good things that I'm seeing, which makes me know that 23 will be a good year. And you're only as good as your last year in camping. So if we run well in 23 like we are now, I know in my heart that 2024 we're going to fill up and it's a numbers game and we're going to get the numbers to do everything we want to do and improve everything we want to do. So today was a very important day for me. I uh, spent a lot of time getting info and finding out that this is a good year. <laughs> Absolutely. That's great to hear, Arthur. And uh, I think this will be the last question for me today. I came in here as an outsider and I was embraced by the whole Ramakoy community, the family, and the welcome I received was phenomenal. This place has a place in my heart, even though I'm only very early in the, in the whole journey here and new to the whole experience. But I'm curious for, you know, people listening to the show, parents perhaps of potential campers here, kids that haven't come to Ramakoy are thinking about coming here. Do you have a message to them about what their kids will learn at Ramakoy and what an enriching experience it will be for those campers who are thinking about coming to camp? The first thing that a parent has to feel comfortable about and the first thing that we worry about here is the health safety and happiness of the child so if we can get past the three that we know we have a very very good start and that's our goal the happiness the health and the safety of our campers so after that well once we know that we solve the problem of those three then it just becomes a running a good program, hiring a good staff, and doing the things that we do every year but trying to improve a little bit. So that's what we tell the parents, that number one, the health, safety, and happiness. And then we tell them about our program and our legacy. And we talk about our staff a lot, an awful lot, more than our facility, because the staff keeps coming back year after year. And that really is very important. So. When I take a tour of tour the parent, the first thing I talk about is staff. And then I talk about the program facilities, et cetera. 
But Steph is it. That's the name of the game. Very well said. Arthur, I could speak to you all day, but I realize there's a lot of people who are very keen to see you and catch up. And uh, I'm sure you're looking forward to seeing them too. Thank you so much. I really appreciate your time. Uh, next week, next Thursday, August 3rd, is my birthday. And at Ramakoy for the last umpteen years, it seems that uh, the staff makes a big deal of it. So I'm looking forward to coming here on August 3rd with some of my family to uh, enjoy my birthday at Ramakoy, nowhere else. That's great. I'm very much looking forward to seeing you then too. And uh, coincidentally, my birthday happens to be August 4th. So we're very much alike. Arthur, thank you. Have a great day and have a great summer. Well, there you go. A fascinating conversation with Arthur Kessler there. Thanks again to Arthur for his time speaking to me this week for the Ramacast. Thanks too to Carly there, who we heard at the start of the episode. And once again, be sure to check out the Be Positive Foundation. I'd like to wish Arthur a very happy birthday for his upcoming birthday. And I'd like to thank you too for staying tuned and listening to the Ramacast. Your support means the world, and we certainly couldn't do without you. Well, that concludes this special edition of the Ramacast, but be sure to tune in next week when we hear from the diverse voices of the Ramakoi community. And as we count down the days until the end of camp, oh no! We also look back at some highlights from the camp season and discuss upcoming exciting events at, at Camp Ramakoi, including Rama Games! Yeah, So be sure to tune in next week for all the latest Camp Ramakoi news and action and Fun events too on the Ramacast. Oh, ho! Bye bye.